everyone out there in the world of the live stream. What is up? That is right. We're coming to you from our summer festival stream <laughs> with a bonus live episode <laughs> here on the Self Center Podcast. Now, this episode is going to be a bonus version of the one we just <laughs> recorded. So, <laughs> for a quick spoiler for anyone listening to this live, um, the last episode was us generating Pokemon, not Pokemon, um, SpongeBob episodes and kind of working our way towards making them really good. Ooh, are we going to do? So, we are going to be doing this with animes. So Can we're we also have it generate doing... a few of, like, its own? So that's pretty much what we're going to do, is we are going to do a couple of anime shows that's going to pitch us anime shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to do any pre-existing ones, because most of them... Oh, oh you're going to have it make its own anime yeah. shows. Oh, so we're cool. basically going to be playing TV executive here a little bit. <laughs> and we're going to see how well it does. With making its own animes. A few things that's going to kind of differ from this is, unlike um, how we were doing the Spongebob episodes, this is going to be pitching the whole anime. Um, if we think there's a strong enough premise, we might even kind of come up with the plot of the first episode for a couple of these. We'll see. Um, I like but, how it sounds so far. I start reading the first part of it. So, here we go. And it's called Eternal Nexus. Eternal Nexus. Here is the synopsis. In a world where technology and magic coexist, the balance of power is disrupted when an ancient artifact, the Eternal Nexus, resurfaces. This mystical relic holds unimaginable power and has the ability to reshape reality itself. Its discovery sets off a thrilling adventure that spans across dimensions and challenges the boundaries of what is now. Mm-hmm. So, this kind of... I kind of like it so far. I do like the idea of kind of an ancient secret slash right. evil slash item. Right. That's always a strong start for something that's mm-hmm. sort of adventurous like this. Story of both. The story follows a group of unlikely heroes who find themselves drawn together by fate, each possessing a unique set of abilities. They are chosen to protect the Eternal Nexus from falling into the wrong hands. As they delve deeper into the mystery surrounding the artifact, they uncover a web of secrets, ancient prophecies, and hidden agendas that threaten to tear their world apart. Ooh. Ooh. I'm liking it so far. I'm liking it. I would like to see a lot of deception and maybe right. how one of the friends betray. Right. Or the party. Like one of them, like, uh, betray them and steal the relic or whatever mm-hmm. for themselves. So they can try to harness the power for themselves. Uh, led by a determined and charismatic young preg- protagonist, protagonist, the group departs on a perilous journey through enchanted forests, bustling cities, treacherous dungeons. Along the way, they encounter formidable adversaries. Strange creatures and enigmatic things from other realms. Their loyalty, loyalty, friendship, friendship, and strengths are put to the test as they face moral dilemmas and heart-wrenching sacrifices. 
I love this so Sacrifices, damn. I love it. Eternal Nexus explores the themes of friendship, destiny, and the power of choice. It delves into the concept of balance between technology and magic. The series seamlessly weaves together (sighs) elements of action, adventure, drama, and a touch of romance, captivating viewers with its intricate world-building, stunning visuals, and a compelling narrative. With its diverse cast of characters, each with their own personal struggles and growth arcs, Eternal Nexus provides a rich and immersive experience. Okay, hold on. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and stop it there. Because it seems to just be reiterating itself. Right. At this point. This is a... I do like the concept, though. um, If you want to try these kind of things out for yourself, I am going to warn you. With these AIs, they tend to generate concepts and just kind of... Right. How can I say? They kind of fluff itself up, you know? It'll roundabout say the same thing a couple times sometimes. That's pretty much where it ends in terms of what it says. But honestly, I think we need to establish something a little bit better here because... While there is a very solid thing here, I think we need to know what the Eternal Nexus is. Right. Like, what kind of object would this be? I don't think it's a weapon. I very much think I that think it is something to relic. be safeguarded. Well, yeah, but that doesn't really... That's just kind of anything to be a relic. Mm-hmm. I think it would have to be something like an orb or something. I don't want it to be something you use to fight people with. Mm-hmm. I think it would be better to have it be some kind of, like, guardable secret object or, you know, something that gives you a passive ability. Mm-hmm. That gives you a lot of strength. Or when combined with another object. Right. Like, I kind um, of hate the idea... Like a person? That has, like, some type of, like, ability inside of them? That could be kind of a cool way to go about it. Um, because that's the thing. Whenever they're doing these ancient relic type things, what <laughs> seems to happen a lot in animes mm-hmm. and movies and even TV shows is once the bad guy gets the relic, just bam, you know, they're right. instantly super powerful. Picture this I think quick. it would be better in this case for the object to have another object needing to be attached to it right. to make it powerful. Maybe the bad guys have the other half, and they're trying to get the um, uh, piece that the heroes have. That would be cool. And so make the heroes be a little nomadic, you know, and right. make them have to move around a lot, driving the conflict along, and trying to keep the frantic mm-hmm. pace. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a little annoying whenever animes stagnate. It's kind of okay to have a slice of life or a kind of slower episode here and there. Like maybe if the heroes get far ahead enough, mm-hmm. they can rest a bit. But, you know, stall episodes are generally very annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Again, don't mind slice of life. But with something this adventurous, I feel like it would be disserviceable to have them stop moving. I know often. you should actually like uh, next for the next one. You should ask it to write a action. 
anime. Oh, yeah. The Eternal Nexus, I feel like it doesn't really need a first episode synopsis because... Right. I feel like it would definitely have to be kind of the king calls a bunch of random heroes from around the world (laughs) or realm or whatever. Right. And they're tasked with this. There's only so many ways animes like this start. Oh, and they could also make it where, like, there's a war between the, like, magic and the technology. Because uh, there's robots that are, like, trying to attack. Oh, yeah. So, that would put it somewhere in a dystopia or a future. Right. I kind of, I do think that's kind of neat. (laughs) Maybe space pirates somewhere. Right. That would would be so cool. Space pirates um, uh, being... A thing, and they have robot drones right. trying to steal Right, that would be so cool. So, that's Eternal Nexus. I think I like this concept pretty well. It's kind of cool. It's, it's cool. On a scale from 1 to 10, though, I do have to put this a little low. Right. As... I would put it at a 5, just because it's not, like, the best concept. Yeah. I think my I do like it, though. Is it sounds like a lot of Oseki animes, or, right. or Isekai animes, I can't remember how you say it at the moment, or... Isekai? Yeah, I thought so. Um, I, did, I knew that first saying didn't sound right, but um, I feel like it sounds like too many that I've watched or heard of. I love that whole entire genre, but... Me too, but there's a lot of problems. Like, there's one problem that all of them have, is they all are kind of basically like the next one. Yeah. They don't have anything that, like, deters them from, to be different from the next. Yeah. And while it is an unapologetic, like, comfort food for me, it just isn't anything new. Right. Heck, my favorite at the moment is Parallel World Pharmacy. and it's Mine is Uncle from isekai. Another World, and I think it's an isekai. It is. <laughs> um, alright. So next, we are going to have it write us... An action anime. Now, this is going to be cool because I think it's going to translate it to being much more Dragon Ball or Naruto. Right. Kind of the shounen style. I love shounen style the best. you know, some of those older animes. Hopefully it kind of pulls it into that a little more. So, Requiem, here is our synopsis. In a world plagued by supernatural threats, a secret organization known as the Soul Requiem rises to protect humanity from malevolent forces that lurk in the shadows. Led by a skilled and enigmatic leader, the Soul Requiem agents possess extraordinary abilities and fight with relentless determination to maintain the delicate balance between the human realm and the supernatural. Hmm, that sounds good. I like it. The story follows a young and gifted protagonist who discovers their latent powers after a fateful encounter with a powerful demon. Recognizing the protagonist's potential, the Soul Requiem extends an invitation to join the ranks. Eager to uncover the truth behind their newfound abilities and drive, driven by a desire to protect their loved ones, the protagonist accepts the offer, embarking on a dangerous journey of self-discovery. Alright. I like it. Interject the first time. But. Um, Because, first of all, 
I do kind of like something here. Um, and it kind of has... This kind of is an anti-second mm-hmm. kind of concept. I like concept. that about it, too. If you think about it, with those type of animes, the protagonist <laughs> dies. They never have yeah. a chance to say no. Right. This dude just wants to protect. You know, he wants to go out there. So It's his choice. It's kind of nice not to have him immediately be, you know, the sad hero, the forced hero. He's Look, the heroes, happy hero. Heroes are the proud heroes, hero. But this one wants to be. And he's happy you know, and proud about it. He's like a Spider-Man where he just loves being a hero. Right. So immediately, that kind of puts it in a different place than normal. Right. Um, I was say, I like it, number. but we haven't been gotten in very far yet, so. So, as part of the Soul Requiem, the protagonist trains under the guidance of seasoned veterans, honing their skills in both combat and math. Along a diverse and talented team of agents, they face off against a myriad of supernatural threats, ranging from malicious spirits and monstrous Creatures to rogue exorcists seeking forbidden power. Wow, I like this. I like this better than the last uh, one. It looks like this next one is the last one before it starts to kind of talk about itself. Again. Right. So, the battles are intense and visually stunning, blending martial arts, spellcasting, and weapon mastery. Each member of the team brings a unique set of skills and fighting styles, creating a dynamic synergy in combat. As the protagonist delves deeper into the dark underbelly of the supernatural world, they unravel a complex web of conspiracies, ancient prophecies, and personal vendettas that challenge their beliefs and forge their resolve. Okay. So that's about, because this just tells you what it explores and all that. So that's where it's going to start. It has a lot of stuff that might, See, this is what I'm saying is, it kind of just starts talking about itself rather mm. than adding anything because that's something I notice about these is they do that. So that's about the end of the pitch as it's worth Ooh, talking we should about. ask next. Uh, so, what is, well, you pick one this time. You pick a style uh, this time. do one more after this. I think this Yay. one's actually worth a first episode discussion because right. one thing right. I think would be really, really good about is I want this dude to not be tragic. It set him up to not be forced. I don't want him to be like one of those ones that just gets thrown. dies immediately or just gets thrown into things that he don't want to do. Yeah. For once, I would like to see this dude or lady or just whatever the character is. I want them to just like... Maybe just run head on into the demon that makes them discover their power. You know, I want to see him, like, get in there. (laughs) He sees that demon and he's like, don't care if I die. I'm ass kicking tonight. (laughs) And that's how he discovers his power. (laughs) I think all too much, the whole hero comes from a dame in distress Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Where when a... Hero kind of discovers their power. It's always in an inopportune time. and It's because they're fearing for their lives or something. No, I want this dude boots on the ground ready to ass kick. Because it never happens that way. 
What kind of power should we give him? Mm. With the name Soul Requiem, I think I we know. have to give him a cool power. Something different. We can make it where he can actually make people's souls depart from the body for like a, a matter of minutes. Oh, maybe for a few seconds yes. and that kind of messes with them somehow. Yes. It kind of soul the we could call the whole thing soul the sink. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And I've never and seen maybe, it in anime before. Maybe it's a little hard to that's one of his abilities, I think. There should be more than that, but what we could do as well I think you should have at is, least four. Here's what I think it should be. This dude's power is rare, the soul desync thing mm-hmm. that you just described. Have a buddy mm-hmm. in the uh, the soul requiem who is a reaper. Ah, oh, so cool. that way, when he pulls the soul out, his reaper friend can come in for the for the soul swipe. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of their best move they can do together. Right. Is rip and reap the souls of people that are are targets, that are bad. (laughs) And maybe if they accidentally get someone good, there is some kind of, like, repercussions in their powers. We should actually make this into a story, because this one's actually pretty good. This one's pretty good, yeah. Um, so... For the next one, you should do adventure for the last one. I think I know which one I'm going to do, because this one, I'm going to do, since we did action, and the first one was kind of adventurous, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Slice of Life. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Everyday melodies are Slice of Life generated by AI. the pitch right here. In a bustling city where dreams intertwine, everyday melodies follows the lives of a group of diverse individuals as they navigate ups and downs of everyday life. This heartfelt and charming slice of life anime captures the beauty of ordinary moments, highlighting extraordinary within the ordinary. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cute so far. Basically, it just now described every slice of life anime ever. That's why I said it's kind of cute so far. There is one thing I do kind of like. Um, if it goes really far to the ground, I think it would be oh, kind it's of about music. I know, because of the next paragraph. Ah, okay, here we go. Our story revolves around a lively group of friends who share a passion for music, creating a unique harmony that resonates with the audience. <laughs> Each character has their own struggles, dreams, and aspirations, forming a tapestry of emotions and experiences that captivates viewers. Ah, we get the names next. I like that we get the names next. Meet. Oh, this one actually gave us. It gave us characters this time. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Meet Akira, a talented but introverted pianist, longing to find her own musical identity, and her best friend Hiroshi, a free-spirited guitarist who dreams of creating melodies that touch people's hearts. Joining them as Aya, or is Aya, a spirited singer with a powerful voice yearning to reckon. Or for recognition. And Yumi, a shy violinist who discovers her passion for music through a chance encounter. Aww. Aww. 
So we got Akira. I like how all of Hiroshi, them. Hiroshi. Aya and Yumi. Yep. What were you going to say? You said I like how I they, all of them. I kind of like how each of them kind of plays on each of the character right. tropes that all high schoolers have and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like. But they're kind they're, of different. They have their own aspirations. Right. Personalities. I like that. Um. As the characters navigate their personal journeys, they encounter various challenges. Akira faces the pressures of high expectations from her strict family. Hiroshi battles self-doubt and stage fright. Aya strives to balance her music career and personal relationships. And Yumi confronts the fear of failure in finding her true purpose. Aw, I like that too. I do that. Okay, so that's where the pitch is. Because they got their own, like, fears and stuff, too. It's that thing again, where it just always... So, honestly, you know what I think should happen in the first episode? Mm-hmm. Um, since Yumi and Akira are both kind of introverted characters, mm-hmm. we should start with Hiroshi and have him... And Aya kind of working together on a song <laughs> for a school play or a talent show. And as they're kind of writing the song, they overhear Yumi playing violin in an empty room and convince her to join them. And that's <laughs> when Yumi talks about Akira and they go find Akira to play the piano. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then, and then they, they like they form the their own show. band and win the talent show. Yeah, and that should be kind of your episode once, and maybe even two. That would be cute. That would be a cool little first episode. That would be concept. so adorable. It kind of just writes itself in this right? case. And I kind of like that. <laughs> it's it's always with slice of life. I find the best way to do slice of life. Yeah, is when the episodes are carried by the characters only. I mean, mm-hmm. I can sit here and spit to a ball about 20, 30, 40, 50 plots that are Slice of Life that mm-hmm. can all work in any show, right? Mm-hmm. What makes Slice of Life work is that the characters have to glow. Right. Like your Hey Arnolds and stuff. You don't remember a lot about the episodes so much as the characters. Right. I could maybe name one or two episodes I can remember of Hey Arnold. Like the turtle one, the one with the pigeon man. Right. But the characters, I can remember every single one. Helga is one of my favorites. Helga was cool. Stinky was a fun hillbilly type character. Uh, Sorry, I got an idea that I gotta write down real quick. Helga's underling, kind of sidekicky type girl. Arnold was a little boring, but had some interesting people I mean, he had his own, like... Yeah. His own, like, things that made him, you know... Yeah. The only thing about Arnold is that he wasn't... Listen to us. Now we're just talking... We'll wait for an Arnold episode before we talk about that. Um... But... I think that's about all the time we have for this bonus episode. Thank you guys for coming... And we're going to continue this live stream. 